Hey everyone, thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast for the American Express 2020. We're going to get into the course breakdown for this three-course tournament. We're going to get into our key stats, some strategy, a lot of strategy discussion here, some picks, some sleepers, some fades, some agreement, some disagreement, and we're going to have a good time with this one. It's a lot of fun. This is a crisp show, very, very crisp. At the end, don't miss out on our cease and desist letters that we would send to PGA Tour players, a la Patrick Reed sent to Brandel Chambly. I'm going to go off on one player, and it's not going to be somebody that you would think I would go off on, but I'm going off on him, and I'm not kidding. I would send this guy a cease and desist letter in a heartbeat. So there you go. Thanks for listening. Uh, listen, if you've not already joined mybookie.ag using promo code TourJunkies, what are you waiting on? Promo code TourJunkies gets you a 50% deposit bonus and a free $10 bet that you can use for the Masters on any Masters future. Go ahead and get in there on mybookie.ag. That's where we bet. We've been betting there for years. They also take care of our listeners and followers extremely well. So mybookie.ag, promo code TourJunkies, will get you the deposit bonus and the $10 free bet for the Masters. Enjoy the American Express podcast. Let's get to it. We're the two You gotta have a special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a lass, sip some rose with Pat. Two or two or two or two or junkies. We're the two or two or two or two or junkies. What's going on, Golf Addicts? The Tour Junkies podcast coming at you live on YouTube. And uh, yes, we are trying to compete with the national championship because we're Bulldog fans and we don't care. So we're here. I'm DB. Uh, We got Pat Perry with us as always. We're here to break down the American Express 2020. The American Express 2020. It... Drives me crazy these tournaments that don't have like a traditional something next. Why would they do that? Golf or championship? I don't know. Why wouldn't they call it the American Express Pro Am? Like that—that's what it is. I don't—I don't understand that. Um, I mean, even last year. I mean, even you know before it was the career career builder challenge. At least it was something challenge. It's not just the American Express. I hate it. Yeah, it is, it's pretty lame, but we're here to break it down. We're here to talk through strategy. I feel like there's going to be a good bit of strategy discussion tonight, um, as it is a, uh, a pro-am, as it is you know, three-round, 54-hole cut. Um, it's just going to be a lot to navigate, and we are here for it. So thank you for downloading, listening, watching, whatever you're doing. We appreciate it. This episode brought to you by our friends at fantasynational.com slash TJ. That is where we go to get all of our stats, all of our uh, all of our goodies. You know, um, it's, it's where we go to get our, our ownership projections. It's where we go to get our stats, our tournament history, our recent form. It is all on Fantasy National. So if you're trying to win money at this, whether you're betting outright, playing DFS, playing in a one and done, a league with your buddies, if you want an edge, Fantasy National. .com is the only edge that we've used for now the last two or three years, uh, and we highly endorse what's going on over there. We know personally Moose. He's just a great guy. So if you haven't signed up, go ahead and do it. You can sign up weekly, monthly, or annually. 
And if you use our promo, which is fantasynational.com slash TJ, if you go to that website and sign up, you get 20% off any package that you choose. And then if you upgrade to the next package, you still get the 20% off. So it's quite the deal at Fantasy National. So all of our stats that are that, that we're going to talk about today, uh, all of our course history, all of our recent form is going to come from fantasynational.com slash TJ. So check it out, please. Um, we're going to have a good show tonight, Pat. We're going we're gonna to get into this here in just a second. Uh, we're going to talk briefly about the Sony drama, the sweat that we had going into Sunday. And then for the chunk and run, uh, I'm excited. We are going to uh, pay a little homage to the cease and desist letter that Patrick Reed uh, sent to Brandel Chambly. We are going to tell you what, what cease and desist letter we would send to a PGA Tour golfer and why. Uh, and then we're going to talk about two new things in each of our lives that we're enjoying. Just two random things that we're liking in life right now. Maybe they'll be new to you too and you'll enjoy them. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll make your life better. Or maybe not. So it'll be a good time. It'll be a good show. Even though the national title is going on, I don't care. I've got my, uh, my, my vodka LaCroix and peach schnapps with a lime right here. Pat, what are you drinking? What you got? What's the podcast you tonight? Uh, I've got a, I'm, I'm sort of, I've been consistent this year. Got a little uh, vodka with uh, a little ginger ale and uh, grape juice. So as we call a transfusion, uh, that's what I'm going with. And just, just being consistent, being consistent this year. Well, we both had good weeks last week, so mm-hmm. maybe we don't, you know, we keep doing this until the until the heater stops, which will probably be this week. But, um, yeah, it, it, it'll we'll get to that and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, I will say, you know, if you're missing the DraftKings uh, Tour Junkies After Dark episodes on DraftKings YouTube channel every week, you're missing out. Last week, me and Pat were both crap shows by the time we got to that uh it was very entertaining uh pat was on the rosé i was deep into the vodka yeah that's another thing i've been doing that's consistent is i switch to the rosé when we get to the dk live yeah. show and uh or after dark and it's i mean it makes all the difference in the world for the show it really does I mean, yeah it it's it's quite quite amusing it's only a 20 minute show usually on on DraftKings youtube go over there and watch it and give it a thumbs up and comment how much you like it. That would that would make us look good. We'd appreciate it. And shout out to the, the folks on YouTube right now who are watching live um, with the national title game going on, multitasking. Our, you know, some of the regulars, Kistler's in here, Little John, Jason Little John's in here. Your boy Marcus Griffin, who you played golf with last week uh, oh, in fantastic. Savannah. Marcus is on. Yeah, great yeah. guy. Did, really enjoyed that. You know, we didn't talk about it, but I got more questions from friends of mine here in Augusta about... Marcus's SK7 standalone putter that was in our Insta stories. I got more people that were like, "Hey, was that guy playing with an SK7 with Pat the other day?" Well, it was. I, I, I may have mentioned this on the show last week if we talked about it. I can't remember, but um, it was actually his father's um, that it was not. Right, it was right. not his. But um, yeah, I was surprised. Like I thought that may be like an old trick that nobody had really seen or that everybody had seen already but actually we got a ton of comments on instagram about that that butter yeah yeah um all right you ready to get into this man i think so i think so new show format we're gonna start with the course breakdown key stats strategy and picks right up front pat is going to hit us with a lovely course breakdown that i know he's worked really hard on bud I tell you what. Tell us what we need to know and there, know more. I don't is, want to hear anything we don't need to know. There is a lot of stuff to take in this week because 
Yes, I know. Just just breathe. Breathe slowly. It is a three-course week. It's the... It's... it's. <laughs> sorry. I know, I'm sorry, DB. I know. I'm, uh, yeah, it's... I hate these weeks where we get three courses, but that's what we got. You got 156 players in this field. Again, we're going to have a, a cut after the third round, which is Saturday... DB, don't you don't need to choke yourself. Don't worry, don't worry, you'll be okay. I hate I hate these multi-course things. Yeah, um, so I the, hate the variance. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of it. Um, so yeah, they'll make the cut after Saturday. So these guys will get three rounds. You've got the TPC Stadium course at PGA West. You've got the PGA West Nicholas course, and then La Quinta Country Club is one of the other courses. So the stadium course is the main one. They'll play which, that. Which Pat used to call La Quinta. La, La no, Quinta, no, La Quinta. first year. La Quinta. La Quinta, first year. First year of doing the show, 2015. Yeah. 20, yeah, 2016. God, Back I miss on. those days. Like when, I Quinta. used to mess up so many of these. This, like, it was, now it was now you know too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, there's always something I'm going to screw up. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So the stadium course is the one that they will play uh, twice if they make the cut. Uh, they'll play that course on the final round on, su- on Sunday. It is a par 72, playing 7,100 yards, uh, four par fives. Actually, let's just let's just go through all. Look, all three of these courses are par 72s. They're all playing around 7,100 yards. They've all got four par fives, and they're all pl- have Bermuda grass greens. Uh, so we saw the stadium course at least, and the Nicholas course at least. It overseeded with rye, which is basically just to make it look green and look good. Um, but I think that could factor in a little bit on how these greens putt as opposed to traditional Bermuda. But I am looking at Bermuda grass stats uh, for putting because it's pretty much all you can really look at. Par 5 scoring to me is going to be key. I mean, they're going to get 12 shots uh, at par 5s. And, and a lot of these par 5s are reachable in two. They're definitely That's definitely where you're going to be able to score. So I, I want those guys that are doing well in par five scoring i think pretty much anybody can win on this course i mean you look at the past history of winners we had adam long winning last year for the first time john rom swafford in 2017 duff in 2016 bill haas i mean none of those guys really outside of maybe outside of maybe rom are known as you know the guys that can really bomb it all that much so i don't think that you're necessarily looking at the bombers this week um i do think they, they as they always do they have some advantage but um I'm definitely looking at form. I think you want guys that are in good form. I mentioned this. I'm doing the the little Insta story uh, every week with the course breakdown, which is quite an adventure. It is. Pat, a- tell them, tell the listeners what you what you learned recently about Insta stories that you were so thrilled to let me know that you had, you had learned. A couple things. So I'm I'm learning about the hashtags and stuff like that that you got to put in there, and I didn't realize you could like take your your thumb and and pinch the hashtag or the if you add somebody and like make it smaller or bigger like you know i thought that was kind of cool and then today i learned that you can take like i love putting the little pictures in there and the gifs and stuff or the gifs whatever you want to call it <laughs> this week it was um if you see it i had a tie on because i was i was coming i was doing it in my work attire and so i had this little tie like kind of swinging back and forth and david was like you can make that bigger and i was like holy shit i can make that bigger <laughs> i mean I, like all these little things on Insta Story that I'm learning are, are fantastic. But one thing I learned from you today, after you uh, I, I, you said, so I sent you the video and I said, okay, what do you think? And you were like, do you want my honest opinion? So that immediately makes me think, okay, I guess I got to redo this. And you sent me an audio recording, which is which was great. It was very good, very helpful. And you said ten of the last eleven winners 
of this event have played in Hawaii leading up to the tournament. So that kind of speaks a little bit to form. Um, I think you, you got to maybe be at least – I mean, I'm not saying all the guys I'm choosing played last week because they're not, and you'll see because my picks are a little out there this week. Just feeling it, feeling some – Oh wow! Feeling some out there picks. Um, you got you got you had a good week under you last week, and now you're now, now you're kind of getting too crazy. Kind of getting cocky. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'm missing some other stuff. I know I will let you. We have we always have good caddy information at uh, it, it, certain events, and this is one of them. So I'll let you divulge that information. But that is my breakdown for the American Express. Whatever. Yeah, in terms of our caddy insight from a 20-year caddy on the PGA Tour, um, also his player won this event uh, before. But, you know, said a lot of the same things you did. Mentioned that with the Pro-Am, you know, you definitely see the rough around the fairways and greens a lot less penal, um, you know, not that hard to navigate. He feels like the the bombers kind of keep bombing uh you know you hear some some talk about clubbing down here but he kind of feels like they keep ripping uh, definitely felt like uh form was number one he mentioned form if if he were to wait form course history and stats out of a hundred percent he gave form a 70 percent nod so speaking to that kind of hawaiian edge that you just mentioned playing the week before the or the two weeks prior at this at the century um, yeah, I think I think that's a thing. I mean, we're still early enough in the season that we we have players who we haven't seen since maybe the RSM or or prior that are are back now. You know, shaking the rust off. I mean, that's that's a real thing that players talk about at the Century. That's a real thing players talk about at the Sony. So I do think there's something to that. Not that a player can't come out and and you know have been grinding in the off season, but I think tournament golf is a little bit different. So. Uh, I do think there's something to that. I think that's a that's a theme that you'll notice in some of my picks is um, is guys who come in you know with with relatively decent form because you know you mentioned to me the biggest thing here is is the scoring. You mentioned how much scoring's going on and and we've had winners between 20 and 26 under the last five years. Patrick Reed won here in 2014 at 28 under. That is a lot of scoring. You mentioned the par fives. They're, these guys are going to play 12 par fives. In the first three days, um, you better take advantage of those par fives. You better make birdies. You better make some eagles when you have the opportunity, and you better keep on going. And, and I think it's hard for even on easier courses, which all three of these courses are very easy. Your, your, your La Quinta and and the Nicholas course are definitely two of the e- they're they're easier than the Stadium course. But even the Stadium course is a scoring course relative to the rest of the PGA Tour schedule. So, you know. Y- I just think shaking the rust off at an event like this that's a birdie fest is tough to do. So, I, you know, you you got to have guys that score here. Um, I definitely looked and weighted par five scoring um, over the long term. I looked at it long term. I didn't look at it short term. I went 100 rounds. Tell me traditionally long term who really takes advantage of par fives. I did look at strokes game putting on Bermuda over the last 100 rounds, but I, I do agree with you with, uh, with these greens – having some oversee they're pretty pure is what we've heard so far from from a caddy on the grounds they're pretty pure that they may be a little less grainy than some bermuda so i don't know that you're going to have true bermuda edge that maybe we had last week or you'll see in florida um so really and truly man i just want guys in form guys who can score 
Uh, definitely, you know, uh, looking at, at some ownership. And, and this is just one of those weeks where, um, you know, with, with, the, with, with the guaranteed 54 holes, you can take a couple of approaches, you know, just like every week. Studs and duds, uh, although that we'll talk about the top range here in a minute. Um, getting, getting all six through the cut is still an edge, but it's not as big of an edge as, uh, you know, as you may have um, in a, you know, in a tournament where you're going to get those two extra rounds from your guys that make the cut. So, um, you know, if you're playing, if you're playing a showdown slate on DraftKings, you're going to want guys on La Quinta or the Nicholas course. Those are the, your easiest courses. Um, you're definitely going to want to pay attention to that first round leader bets. Stay, uh, stay tuned for some of those. And in the chalk bomb email this week, I may be back on some first-round leader bets since we may have a little bit of an edge with players on La Quinta or the Nicholas course as well. Um, you know, I think that's an edge to be had. A lot of times you, you uh, yeah, you, you want to pay attention to that. So, you know, we'll check the weather. I haven't looked at the weather. Pat, have you looked at the weather yet I, this week? I haven't even taken a look. I have it. not looked at the weather. Um, okay. But, but yeah, I'm sure we'll mention it in the Chalk Bomb email for sure. And, um, yeah. You know. and, yeah, again, I mean, you told me to stop the weather report like two years ago. So I know, I, didn't I, know, I know. With the weather, you're right. You're right. You were, but that 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 is a factor here. Um, you know, uh, that's a that's a factor. So, yeah, it's a pro am, so it's going to be super slow. The, the, they're in foursomes, two pros and two uh, amateurs. It's going to be super slow. You got to have the mentality to grind through it. You got to have the mentality to put up with these knucklehead amateur CEOs and. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. So it's going to be slow moving. The course is going to be set up a little more manageable. So, yeah, birdie fest. That's what it's all about. Uh, anything else to add to that, bud? I think that's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. This top range on DraftKings, uh, we're going to give you t- three players at the uh, 9K range or above a cash play and a fade um all right I'll 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 start here I'll start here I I think I think I'm gonna all right I'll tell you what I'm gonna start at the bottom of this range uh my first play in here is one of my favorite plays and it's gonna be Scotty Scheffler who we saw just come out swinging um off the Corn Ferry Tour fifth place finish at the RSM 18th at the OHL the guy is course proof he can play on any course he can compete in any field he is definitely a scorer. We saw that last year in the Corn Ferry. Uh, obviously, no no record here to speak of, but he's a par five scorer. I'm all about Scotty Scheffler, and I love the value at 9,500 on DraftKings. Um, I, I'm not going to be betting a whole lot of guys in this, and I normally don't in the short, you know, the, the short range. I mean, Adam Long won last year at like 400 to one. Um, you know, Hudson Swafford won here. Bill Haas won here. Jason Duffner. Uh, Brian Gay is one here. So you can get long shots that come out and win, and I think that's something that another birdie fest uh, kind of scoring conditions will do for you is it brings a lot of people. It brings everybody into the field. You know, bombers, short players, guys who don't score, guys who do score, whatever. Uh, it, it brings everybody in the field because anybody can get hot for one week. Uh, so I like Scheffler a lot in terms of a pick to win, but I, I'm not going to bet the odds, but I do like him in DraftKings at 9,500. I'm gonna go up from there, and obviously, you know, I think I think Kisner is is in play here at 9,900 on DraftKings. We saw the T4 finish 
obviously played well at the Tournament of Champions as well. So he's hot and ready, ready like, you know, I mean, he's just he looks good right now. He's 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 in form. He needed a few putts to drop over the weekend. They just weren't dropping, but the ball striking is almost as good as it could be right now. Uh, he has played here with no real great, you know, finishes to speak of, but tremendous Bermuda putter and a sneaky good scorer on par fives. You know, this is a lot about wedges too. Kisner's a great wedge player uh, like him. I'm gonna go up to Char. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm gonna go up to Sung J M at eleven thousand as uh, as my next play. I'm gonna keep riding Sung J. You know, 21st last week, kind of fizzled over the weekend, but first time here last year, finished 12th. Um, third in this field in strokes gained par 5 scoring over the last 100 rounds, also putting well on Bermuda. I mean, Sung Jay, what, what, what are you going to do with Sung Jay? He's just, he's just a stud. But I am, I am still going to mention Charles Howell because I'm, I'm copping out and working him in here as a pick in my cash pick. So if you're going to pick a cash player, it's going to be Charles Howell. He's never missed a cut here. He's played here... Uh, he's I don't know. He's played here like fifteen times. He's never he's it's never like, missed. It's a like cut. a Sony Open. I mean, he was a leading money winner yeah. at the Sony Open, and he's never won. He's a, the he's, leading he's, money winner, but has never won. That's crazy. I mean, he's in good form. He's you know this is not you know he played in Hawaii. Uh, obviously enjoys this golf course, so I think he's a cash lock, and I think that's a pretty simple. I mean, he'll probably be thirty five percent owned or something in cash lineups, but. Um, I think he's your cash lock. And, you know, like last week, I'm fading Ricky. I mean, he's not – I'm going to fade the top guy, which last week I faded Justin Thomas, paid off. Um, but I'm definitely not willing to pay. If I'm not going to pay $500 more last week for JT coming off a win with a great record at Sony, I'm definitely not paying 11-5 for Ricky. You know, I understand top five at the, at the Tournament of Champions, but uh, it's still Ricky. He's not – He's not a winner, and I need him to be a winner right here. Um, this is not a super strong field because we didn't mention this, but obviously you got a lot of studs at the Abu Dhabi right now. Tommy Fleetwood, Brooks Kepka, uh, Cantlay. Uh, then you got kind of average players like Bryson DeChambeau at the Abu, uh, Abu Dhabi and getting ready for the Middle East swing. So, you know, the, the field is not quite as strong. Uh, this year as we've seen in years past so I, I think I think Fowler's an easy fade for me um in in this range so there you go nice okay well I'm and, and our, our boy Francis on YouTube says currently the weather looks like no issue so okay. thank you Francis yeah. so, by the so, way uh just just for uh maybe just for you I know I know your son uh is a big Clemson fan Clemson did score first in the game so they are up seven to nothing uh in case anybody wants to know the live listeners on YouTube. Uh, anyway, so I'm with you on the Ricky Fowler fade, actually. I, I, I kind of, uh, I just don't know if I want to pay up for that. And if you look at just the way this tournament, I mean, literally, you mentioned it, and I talked about the past winners here, just on down the line. I mean, there's, it's just anybody can win this tournament. I, I just don't want to pay for it. Yeah, that. why are you going to play the top guy when Adam Long won last yeah. year? Yeah, and I like, I do like Sung J.M., but actually I think you could make a case almost outside of Charles Howell of fading everybody over this 10K range. Totally. And I totally agree. Charles is my cash play, so for reasons you said, so I'll go ahead and throw that out there. But, but my three GPP plays are all, this is where I kind of said I might get a little weird this week. They're all at the bottom of this range. I'm going... First off, Cam Cam Champ at ninety three hundred. Look, <laughs> I know he's been you know kind of off and on, but we've seen some good recent form. We saw him win in the fall. Uh, he he finished 
you know, 14th of the Tournament of Champions, which is not that great in a field of 30 people. But when you look at his just stats overall, I mean, obviously he's number one off the tee, but he's 11th in par five scoring in this field. He's and, and, and you mentioned, you know, going back on par five scoring the last 100 rounds. So he's 11th in par five scoring over his last 24, 24 rounds, but he's also top 10 in the field over his last 100 rounds in par five scoring. So he checks the box there. He's 15th in opportunities gained. You know, actually, you know, Bermuda is his best surface when it comes to putting. So I like some Cam Champ at 9,300 this week. And and look, we know, I just think he's going to take advantage of these par fives, and that's really what I'm looking at. So I do like him. Going with another young gun at the bottom range, of this range at 9,000, Matthew Wolf. I like him as well. Oh, you said Wolf. You said Wolf. Normally you say Wolf. That maybe good means job. it's going to be a good week. Uh, but he was 11th at the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. We talked about you know guys that have won or played well in Hawaii or played in Hawaii doing well at this event. So he definitely checks the box there. Uh, you look at the stats for him. Um, you know he's he's sixth. Well, let me go first off. He's second in opportunities gained. He's top 30, 40 in birdie or better percentage. He's top 30 in strokes gained, par five scoring. He is sixth in proximity from a 75 to 100 yards out. Let me tell you where that stat came from. I got to give a shout out to our boy Pat Mayo. He tweeted it out today that the last three winners have been top 10 in the field in proximity from 75 to 100 yards out. So I think that's a little bit interesting. I hate that proximity stat, by the way. I, I like it because when you're looking at, they're going to have a lot of those wedges into these. There's a lot of short par fours out here because it's not a very long course. So I think I just I like that stat and the fact that it showed up in the last three winners, I think is is something that is is interesting. You know, obviously if you're hitting it close, you're giving yourself chances for birdies, and that's what you got to have this week. So I do like. So Matthew Wolf at nine nine thousand, and then another guy who we haven't seen a whole lot of lately, but did have a fantastic year last year, and that is Jason Kokrak at ninety one hundred. I like. Okay, him as well. I kind of like the Kokrak pick. Yeah, I looked at him. I think Kokrak is a great great pick. Um, the yeah. old Cokehead. Yeah, you know he's uh, he's got pretty good course history here. When you look at the last two years, was eighteenth last year, T eighth in two thousand and eighteen. Um, he also checks the box in that proximity stat I mentioned. His last event we saw him play in was the WGC HSBC Championship, which is a short field event, but he finished eighth in that tournament, so I do like some Kokrak at 9,100. My fade is going to be Tony Finau. Yes, Tony Finau at 10-5. You know what? He hadn't played here since 2016 when he missed a cut. He was T-59 in 2015. Uh, you look at his stats, I mean, they really haven't been all that great recently. Um, you know, he's 120. I don't mind Fino. He's 121st I'm, I'm in the field him. in par 5 scoring, 100th in that proximity stat. I just, I don't know. The form really hasn't been there. I mean, I mentioned that I really just like the guys that are in great form heading into the week. Um, he was 10th at the Hero. There's like 20-something guys in that tournament. No, there's 17. There were 17. S sorry, 17 guys. He missed the cut at the OHL and was T53 at the WGC HSBC. So I, I don't know. I mean, he did have, I think, a pretty good finish a few weeks before that. But I'm just not, I'm not, I, I think his ownership's going to be too high, and I'm not feeling the Tony Fino. <clears throat> what are you laughing at now? Like, this is what I hate about this video stuff. <laughs> 
I'm laughing at your brother. <laughs> Pat's twin brother, everybody. Chris Perry, DirecTV Perry, on the on the live broadcast on YouTube, just said, the YouTube cam is not too kind to the top of Pat's head. <laughs> what you don't know, Chris, is before this, Pat was really struggling on whether to wear the hat or not tonight. He was like, I don't really like my hair. He's like doing this. I don't... And he tried the hat on. He's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. And he's like, oh, well, okay. And he just decides to go with it. So See, now when we started now again, a... I, we talk about this all the time, but when we started this <laughs> podcast thing, there was no talk about, I should have put it in the contract that I wasn't going to be on camera as much. So now we're putting on this little thing. Uh, that, that still gets the hand. That doesn't do anything for the top now of your we'll head. Now we'll do this. We'll do some of this. Well, if you, if you would have refused that, then I would have just, I would have just started the podcast with your brother. I mean, you just kind of you just kind of sprung it up on me, you know, all of a sudden with the whole video thing. So there you go. I'm gonna wear that. Yeah, hat. like eight months ago. <laughs> it was literally eight months ago. All right, um, let's let's keep moving to the 8K range. I really like this spot right here. I think this is uh, well. I don't know. We'll see. I, I plan on getting a little ownership leverage here. You know, we talk about in tournaments on DraftKings, you have to have the ownership leverage. Um, we had some this past week, and it paid off. Hopefully, you guys did too. Uh, we we had it primarily in Henrik Norlander, and um, uh, yeah, so a couple other guys. But anyway, uh, let's let's get going. Eighty nine hundred. I like. We're gonna give you two tournament plays, a cash play, and a fade. Um, I really like J T. Poston to bounce back here. He's at eighty five hundred dollars. He missed the cut at the Sony, but he was he, incredible form before that. Uh, finished seventh here last year. Checks the box in both strokes game putting on Bermuda, and actually he's a pretty good par five score relative to this field. Uh, when you look at it last week, I mean, he just he just didn't putt normally last week, like he normally does. But but the, I just think that I just think there were some putts not dropping. I think the ball striking's there, um, and I feel like based on in in. Based on a little birdie, I just feel like JT could play well this week. I think this is a great course for him. He's got the he's got the right uh, kind of demeanor for a pro am like this. He's just an easygoing guy. Um, I think I think the postman's a, a good bounce back candidate after a miscut last week. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Brian Harmon at eighty six hundred dollars. Finished thirty second last week at the Sony. Um, a pretty solid record here, aside from the miscut last year. But before that, a 20th, a 3rd, and an 11th for Brian Harmon. Another good putter uh, in good form. You know, And when he's hot, he's hot. So uh, I think I think Harmon at 8,600 is possibly another tournament play. I mean, he was 9% owned last week uh, in GPPs, and he gained strokes across the board, off the tee, approach, putting. He only lost barely like a quarter of a stroke. In, in chipping around the greens. But he's been playing very solid lately when you look at his form. Outside of the OHL and the Houston, uh, the guy's been playing really, really well with some top 10s, uh, top 20s. Uh, I, I really like Brian Houston here in tournaments, and I think him and Poston will give you some some leverage for sure. Uh, and then in terms of a cash play, I'm going to go with Russell Knox. I, I thought about I, – I think Knox is going to be pretty chalky in tournaments, but I'm willing to play him in cash – um, you know he's playing well. Good record here. Obviously, uh, you know can 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 fit this course well. He he didn't score like I thought he would do last last week. He gained a lot of strokes with the irons. Had a lot of opportunities. Didn't make the putts. Um, but I, I you know again a guy who played Hawaii last week. So I think Russell Knox is interesting. 
uh, for cash. And if you want to play him in a tournament, I'm not going to hate you. I just don't think you're going to get the leverage with Russell Knox that you do with Poston and Harmon. And I think both of those guys have equal or better upside as Russell Knox does. So, And then my fade is going to be a guy with an incredible course record here, uh, and that is Lucas Glover. I'm just, mm. you know, I'm going to go back to the... Man, that's got to be tough for you. It's a tough fade because I do like Lucas Glover, and I usually play and Lucas Glover. And this is like a course that he just should tear up. He dominates. And he does. Yeah. So he dominates it. Again, though, like if if you're going off the if you're going off the the form piece and playing in Hawaii piece, um, you know, then then you know Lucas doesn't doesn't quite check the box there. So now last you know last year he played the RSM and he skipped everything and then he played the the Amex. Um, or whatever it was called last year. So I don't know. It could be it could be different, but I'm gonna take a chance, you know, and a, a potential chalk Lucas Glover. Now listen, I don't care what the course is. I don't care what his form is. A chalk Lucas Glover is usually a play you want to avoid in tournaments, okay? Because he could he can trunk slam with the best of them. Home life could be piss poor with Lucas with with any of them. The I think it's been better. Be, I think it's been better. The home life has yeah, been better. The I putting mean, could be traditional Lucas Glover. You can go on tilt with him. So a chalky Lucas Glover, I don't want. Now maybe he won't be chalky, but I think he could be. I think considering be. the price yeah. and and that that history. Okay. Well, so there you go. We got some agreement here in this this category, so I'll 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 cover that first. I'm with you on JT Poston. I think he is a good play this week. Um, my cash play is Russell Knox. I mean, just the way – I mean, checks all the boxes as far as stats are concerned. Course history, his form is good, so I'm with you there on Knox. Um, I'm going to continue to ride Alex Noren at 8,400. You know, I, here's I like the thing it. about like Noren is he's going to continue to have lower ownership, but as I talked about last week when I took him, he is playing a lot better. Um you know, there was some word that he might have been a little bit injured last year, and he's obviously gotten over that. Um, you know, you look at the stats, he's 21st in par 5 scoring. He's top 20 in birdie or better percentage. Um, you know, he was literally last week, he gained seven and a half strokes tee to green. The only thing that really was kind of killing him was his putter on Bermuda, but traditionally, Bermuda is Noren's actual, it's actually his best surface. So, I'm going to continue to go with with some Alex Noren. I like the price at 8,400. So, for tournament lineups, I would definitely go with him again. Um, I, I think he could have easily had a much better finish than that T32 he had last week at the Sunny Open. So, he is my other play in this category for the uh, as a GPP here in the 8K range. I, I I like the Noren play. I mean, if I didn't have to choose two, he would have been my third. So I'm with you there. Wow. You didn't like him last week, but you liked him this week. No, no. You hated no. that play. But, you know, I think he's going to take some getting used to. I just He's he's getting back into form. Well, here's what we know about Noren. He he wants to play more on the PGA Tour. Yeah. He's, he's committed to that. You mentioned the injury last year. He, I think he's clearly proven that he's bounced back from that. He's such a grinder. He's such a grinder. And it's a Ryder Cup year. He was on the last Ryder Cup team. I think he wants to make it on this Ryder Cup. Um, I think that's something to consider for Alex Norton. I think he's going to give it his best effort. Um, and I, I, you know, he's obviously a talented player. We've seen him play really well, so yeah, I don't mind it. Okay, ready. What to... else you got? That was it. Oh, oh, okay. my fade. I didn't. I didn't talk Your about fade. my fade. 
My fade, this is this is this breaks my heart to do this, but I just feel like it has to end at some point. So I'm gonna fade Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd, I knew I knew it was happening. I, Todd. I, I, I got to. And look, I mean his, his Why did you pick Brendan Todd over like okay, what do you think about okay, well go ahead and tell me about Brendan Todd. Why are you gonna fade Brendan Todd? Well, for one, it's just the price I don't like. I, you know, at eight eight hundred, I just I, I worry a little bit about that. You liked him last week; he was more expensive than that. Yeah, but I I just like the course is that course a little better for him, and I don't know. It's it's more like I mean, it's, it's a just, scoring fest. It's just the it's thing. A I mean, fest. Brendan Todd yeah. is just I mean, every week he's coming to play, but there's got to be a week where he's going to fall off a little bit. His ownership's you know going to be you know it's it's just increasing probably week after week. Um, he he actually doesn't. Even though he has been playing well, when you look at the stats, they don't exact. I mean, nothing's really showing up as being all that great. I mean, he's 88th in the field in par five scoring. He's he's uh, 82nd in that proximity stat. He's 82nd in opportunities gained. Um, I don't know. I just I just feel like this is the week to fade Brennan Todd, and he gets so much talk. And I, I it's this is definitely making- a gut feeling kind of yeah. out there call. Um, but that's what I think a fade should be. I don't think it should be I'm fading, I don't know, some easy name to fade. What do you think about Phil, the the, the, the host? By the way, so Phil, Fowler, and Finau are the hosts this week. Why is Finau hosting this event? I, what, and what does that even mean? I don't even know what it means to be the host of an event. Like... <laughs> What what does that mean? And is it because like maybe you have? I mean, is are they sponsored by American Express? Maybe is that? Like you would have to think there would have to be I something. Mean, you to do mentioned with the it. Finau hasn't been here since 2016. Why is he the host? But I guess I mean I'm I don't not know. But that. I don't understand. So we're we're I'm sitting here looking at Mickelson, but I I read I don't think he's playing this week. I heard he was he was yeah. just the host, but he said he's not he's not playing this week. Yeah, he's playing. No, huh? I read an article on the PGA Tour website. I will cite it that said he's not no. playing this week. What? Are you serious? Maybe I was reading an old article. <laughs> I could have been reading an old article. <laughs> that is entirely true. That you know. Hang on. Yeah, I'm. Pr- yeah, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing. Yeah, what are you thinking? Anyway, I mean, now that you know he's playing, have you thought about whether or not you would take Phil here? I mean, he's he's a scorer. You're guaranteed to get 54 holes. He's obviously got a record here. He's comfortable here. Are you going to play him? Oh, here's the deal. So, I read this wrong. <laughs> yeah, we all knew that well before you did. So, yeah, he is playing. I read it wrong. Mm. There's only there's one word reading comprehension maybe not and I really didn't do that well in the SATs in reading <laughs> comprehension. The SAT, Lord God. I'm not gonna play. Um, it. You're not. I think what? I just yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just it's, Phil is not playing that great lately. He just hasn't been. Okay. What about um, you? All right. Why don't you? I mean. Uh... Oh, you know, th- this this tournament, like, it always just gets me because you kind of want to be a cowboy with it, right? And, you know, because you're guaranteed the 54 holes and you need scorers, which Phil is. Um, I don't know, like, if he's projected under 5%, which he probably will be, like, unless unless Pat Mayo talks him up, he'll be f- under that. Like, I, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like 
I don't know. It would. Be, I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give it a glance. Come Wednesday, I'll give it a glance. It's okay. just tempting. The scoring potential. Okay. All right. Why don't you uh, start the seven K with three tournament plays, a cash lock, and two fades. By the way, I meant to mention, JT Poston is fifty to one on my bookie. Fifty to one. That's kind of where I'm starting to look. JT Poston fifty to one. Okay. All right. Hit us with the seven K. And any other bets? All right. Well, I'm gonna yeah. start. I'm gonna start with my fades in this range, and it is literally the exact same fades that I took last week, and it's Kevin Na and Aaron Wise. Aaron Wise is playing absolutely terrible right now. He's missed his last. I thought three. I took the Aaron Wise fade. No, we both did. I thought. No. Okay. Maybe I did. Steal. I know I did. Okay, well maybe I didn't. But anyway, are you trying to steal my picks? Is that what go. You're we do? have the. You even tweeted out. And you can look at the tweet. I think I did fade him. Anyway, so I'm going with Aaron Wise. Has not been playing well at all. He's missed his last three cuts. He missed the cut the last time he played here on this tur- at this tournament. Um, you know. Yeah, we both faded him. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, the stats look okay. I mean, he actually does check the box in par five scoring uh, and birdie or better percentage, but I just don't like, you know, I think form is, is huge this week going into this, you know, to be able to score, do all that kind of stuff and whatever. It, it's just, I'm not I'm not feeling some Aaron Wise, so I'm going to fade him this week. And then Kevin Nye, we don't know, maybe he's going to withdraw. That's what happened last week, so. He's um, got this ongoing neck injury. Yeah. I mean, he's there for me, too. He, he's got this ongoing neck injury. He's, he's. I mean, well, I mean, we faded, we both faded him last week, but then I placed a bet on him because I knew that like. Oh, we did that during happen. the show. I forgot, and, then and the course- bet got the bet got kicked back because he didn't start, which was good. But he's got this ongoing neck injury. I don't know what he's doing, man. I guess he's just trying to play it by ear and feel. So yeah, I mean, I, it's it's an easy fade, but it's a fade that we would want to go on the show and make sure no one plays him. Like, yeah. there's just no. Yeah. And like we did last week, play it. You make a bet on him, so just make the bet, and then yeah, and then if he doesn't start, they'll yeah, then you get back your money to you. back. But if so he does start, matter. he'll probably win the damn thing. It yeah. all yeah. So just do that. Uh, as yeah. far as the plays, I love this week though for GPPs. I'm gonna start with Von Taylor at the top, 7900. I mean, the guy's just been playing fantastic. He was seventh here last year. Uh, you look at his last three events: T12 at the Sony, T10 at the RSM second at the OHL. So I love the form that he's coming in with this week. Checks the box and birdie your better percentage. Also opportunities gained. Um, you know, I just think it's it's hard to fade a Vaughn Taylor when he's in good form and on a course like this where almost anybody can win and do well. I like some Vaughn Taylor there at that price. So. All right. Question on Vaughn Taylor. Because I, I like him too, okay? What ownership in a tournament would Vaughn Taylor have to be at for you to fade him? Um, I'd probably say if he was over maybe like 12, 13%, somewhere like over there. I mean, he consistently is usually around like a 5 or 6%. I do know the last couple tournaments he's been around 10 or 11, I think. Um, but I'm okay. I'm still okay with ten, that percentage. But anything over like that, when he's punch, pushing into like a fifteen percent range or something like that, I think I would then fade him in the tournament. Well, I I think, I mean, I feel like you're gonna have to fade him because 
I mean, coming off the T12 at the Sony, and you're right, at the Sony he was 11% owned. The week before that he was 11% owned. So now he's coming off a T12, um, $7,900. I, I bet Vaughn Taylor is some chalk down here in this range. I, I think he's going to get – I think he's going to approach that fifteen percent range. In and if he is, and I, and I, if he is, then then I'll, I'll, yeah. I maybe end up fading him. But it, right now, as it stands, Monday night, I still like him in tournaments. Um, yeah, and I and I only ask that question because it's Vaughn Taylor. Like I agree with you, I I like him. All signs point to Vaughn being, you know, solid here. But again, it is Vaughn Taylor. Like he's not, he's not, you know, he's not a. a a stud right so like a chalky von taylor is something that i don't mind getting off of uh if if he's going to be 15 percent owned i will i will fade him now i may i may throw a little half unit on him to to win or you know some something on a top five um but i do think i, I do think at 15 percent he may be worth the ownership leverage uh to or the ownership edge to fade him and, and gain gain a little edge on the field because I do think he's going to be fifteen percent, but I, I I agree with you. I like him for the reasons you mentioned. So yeah. I just wanted to stop and, and talk to you. And, and maybe you even look at him as a as a cash play. I don't know, but yeah, um, I'll play him in cash for yeah. sure. So anyway, I do like him. Also like Harris English at seventy seven hundred. I, I think you know he's another guy that's sort of flying in a little bit under the radar this week. Has a good tournament history here. He's gained eighteen strokes in the field over the last. Three times that he's played here, he finished 11th in 2018, 51st last year, but then had a top 30 in 2015. I'm 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 good with that. Um, you know, you look at his recent results. He did miss the cut at the RSM, but he was fifth at the OHL. So um, obviously, is you know, he's a guy that's kind of hit or miss. Um, but I still think this is this is the type course that he can play well, and he's checking a lot of boxes for me. You know, you look at um, he's third in birdie or better percentage. He's top 30 in the field in par five scoring, top 30 in strokes gained approach. I think Harris English could have, have just a good week for him. So I do like him as a, as a tournament play. Down at the bottom, HV3 at 7,000. I think this is a, a, a good week for him. Um, you know, he is looking at the stats. Um, actually, when you run – I hate talking about this because I don't really like – I'm not a model guy. But when you look at all my favorite stats, he's actually number one. He's 23rd in strokes gained off, or strokes gained off the tee. He's 15th in par-5 scoring. He's fifth in proximity from 75 to 100 yards. He's top 20 in birdie or better percentage, top 20 in opportunities gained. You know, HV3 is a scorer. We know that. And, I mean, when you get him on a course that – that's what what you got to do is have birdies and eagles and whatever else. Now he may he may have some big numbers, but that's typically what we see out of out of some HV three. So I do like him this week. Um, now look, his first three years playing this tournament, not so good. Missed the cut last year though. He did have a T eighteen finish, so you know obviously may have figured something out. Um, I don't know. That could have been the rotation of the courses for him. I am not sure, but I still like HV three as a is just a low owned tournament play. Uh, this week um, what else I mentioned my fades I'll go with Zach, cash play? I'll go with Zach Johnson for my cash play I'm big on Zach this year I don't know why it's like you last year like he's just yeah we've I'm just, we flipped but I mean look he's had a top 30 here the last two years he's in good form 
Um, he's been he's twenty. I don't hate it. He's a wedge. He's a wedge guy. I don't yeah, hate it. Played I mean, in played in just, Hawaii. I, I'm, I think he's just a solid cash. Throw him in your lineup. Not gonna miss a cut type guy. He he can score. It's not like he can't score. So I like some yeah. Zach. It's not very exciting. I know it's not not like you probably just fell asleep when I mentioned the word Zach Johnson. But no, I was asleep long before that. Um, <laughs> still, I, I'm shocked we don't have we don't have more more of the same guys here. I, I tried um, to be a little. You know, I didn't want to take, other than my fades, which were the same ones I took last week, I think. Um, I tried to, you know. Well, okay. I mean, I, I, I did have Vaughn Taylor on the short list. I will say that. He's on the short list. But uh, in terms of, of guys making the cut for me, I'm going to go down at the, near the, I'm going to start at the bottom. Um, By the way, can I mention this? Hint. I have a, I have a yep. sneaky bonus play. So if you mention this guy's name, I'll do something. Okay. I'll, like, make fall out of my chair or something like that. That means that, that I, would... I probably, I don't think I will. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to Henrik Norlander. We talked him up last week. He finished ninth. Um, he's $7,100. He's played here a couple times. Now, the only thing that concerns me about Henrik is um, he gained eight strokes putting last week, which is insane. Normally, Henrik is an exceptional ball striker. Very good ball striker. Very good iron player. Um, good off the tee. I, I kind of see that coming back for him. Great attitude for something like a pro-am. Fun fact, Henrik is a member at the club that I am a member of. Um, and I see Henrik a good bit. Uh, he's a, he's great a great guy. dude. Fantastic. Very, very low-key. Uh, great attitude for something like this. And, and putts well on Bermuda. Um, so I, I kind of, I'm going to go back to Henrik. I hope the putting stays the same, and I hope the ball striking picks up a bit. Then I'm going to go with a guy <laughs> that I make fun of you for who missed the cut last week by one shot, Mr. Bud Colley. Mm. Bud <laughs> Colley. It's $7,300. Bud Colley. He did miss the cut last week, okay? But he missed the cut, again, on the number. Well, he missed, he missed it at two over. The cut was one over. His best putting surface is Bermuda when you look uh, over his career. Everything last week he did pretty – he's like the Geico commercial. You know, the new Geico commercials right now are like everything's okay, like everything's just okay or like average or whatever it is. Like that's Bud Colley. He's like, hey, look, I'm going to hit my driver okay this week. You know what? I'm going to hit my irons pretty daggum okay, and I'm going to putt pretty average. Pretty daggum okay. The, I'm going to miss the cut by a stroke at the Sony. But that's the first time we've seen Bud play since October at the Houston Open. So the rust got sh- you know got got shaken off a little bit. But when you look at at his you know at his summer and and start to the year, I, I like what Bud has to offer. Um, and you know he's played here very very well. In four years, he's gained 28 strokes at this golf tournament, and that's with a missed cut last year. But before that, two 14th place finishes and a third. So I think Bud is interesting. He gains strokes on par fives, um, and I really like the I really like the price at seventy three hundred. He is he's one I'm taking a look at. Um, and then I'm gonna go to a guy who I got on late last week, and he did okay. He didn't do great. Uh, he was in the chalk bomb email. He's seventy five hundred dollars. He's a proven PGA Tour winner, and it's Daniel Berger. 
who we saw finish 38th last week at the Sony. Um, Berger played here last year, finished 12th. Uh, we know Berger can score when he gets hot. Not a bad putter either on uh, on Bermuda surfaces. So uh, I think Berger's interesting at 80 to one. I think you're going to get some you're going to get some leverage. Um, and he was like 10% owned last week. Kind of was just benign. I, I don't see that percentage going up at all this week. Uh, so I like Berger at 80 to one and at $7,500. I also like Norlander at 110 to one on my bookie. Um, I, I think I think that's another interesting number. Cash. I'm gonna go with Rory Sabatini. I'm gonna get back on the Rory Sabatini train. He checks boxes. Mm, played like here it. before. He's in good form. No sense why he couldn't play. He couldn't play well here. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with with Rory in cash and my fades. I wrote down Kevin Na because you have to, and then I wrote down Brendan Steele. Mm. Uh, the, I, I agree with you. I almost I was a little. I gotta say I gotta give you props. I was a little too nervous to throw him out there as a fade, um, but I think and, and he actually has some good course history here too. So I give you a little prop, I'll give you some props here for that. Okay, I say good course so, history. He finished. What? Oh, anyway, you go. Oh, he's, he's he's got really good history here. I mean, over the last five years, he's he's gained like thirty something strokes on the field over the last five yes. years. Great history here. Yeah. Now, so, but here's the thing about so first of all, I think he was he was pretty. I don't know if you saw his post round interview um, last night, but Brendan was bummed. He was bummed, Brendan. First of all, second of all, we all we all know what I think about his golf swing. It's, God, it's you the baby giraffe. It. You cannot. Stand I it. hate that guy's golf swing um i just hate it last week he gained six shots he gained six strokes on the putting surface uh the last time he gained six or more strokes on putting was the arnold palmer in march of last year before that you have to go back another year to the waste management of 2018 i mean the guy just doesn't gain he does not normally putt that well um I just, you know, and coming off of coming off of that that near win, maybe he gets a bump in ownership. I just, but I'm not, I'm not buying it. So my bold fade here, if I'm going to give you a Kevin Na fade, I got to give you a little bit of a more bold call. I'm going to say Brendan Steele. So tournament plays are Norlander, Collie, and Berger, and I'm going to go Sabatini and Cash. Yes. Um, any any six K guys you like? What's your strategy here in the six K? Are you gonna are you gonna play a lot of six K guys? You going more balanced? You talked about fading. You know you can kind of fade the the ten K and above range in tournaments. Um, I don't. You know how many of these guys do you think you're gonna get into? I don't. I don't hate uh, a lot of the six K guys. I think there's actually some definitely you know some good plays here. Um, you know I, I think. I don't know. Um, I'll give you my favorites though. One is Matt Naismith at sixty-seven hundred. I think he is a what, dude? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> there's something there. There's something. There's something with that. Okay. Okay. So first, there's something with that. All right. He. Just, I. I don't think either one of us have ever mentioned him on the podcast. I don't but think me we, and you. I, I don't think we have. I, I, I had him. I had him circled too. Yeah. He's he's one of my favorite plays here in this range. You know, he's made three straight cuts. He's and he's he's sorry. Actually, yeah, three straight cuts. 
He was 32nd last week at the Sony. He was 14th at the RSM. He checks the box. He was 17th. He's 17th in par five scoring. He's top 50 in the field and birdie or better percentage. He is a scorer. If you looked at him, if you watched him, I've watched him for a couple years now on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, a guy out of South Carolina. He's a Gamecock, so I won't hold that against North him. Augusta, right, right yeah. down the street. But he is a scorer and a guy that's been playing well lately. So I like him at 6,700. I think he's a good play. Um, another guy at 6,500. I'm going to go even cheaper on you. Is uh, Scott Harrington has actually been playing extremely well. He's made six straight cuts, including a second at the Houston Open in the fall. Uh, another guy that just could pop out of nowhere like an Adam Long. I think Scott Harrington definitely could be a, a, a good play this week. Um, you look at um, the stats for him. He's eighth in the field in par five scoring. He's 30th in birdie or better percentage. He's uh, 12th strokes gained off the tee, 43rd in strokes gained approach. So I like some Scott Harrington at 6,500. And then my flyer play pick, the guy I've got no reason to play whatsoever when it comes to stats and things like that is going to be Kevin Chappell at 6,700. Hey, he's he's the guy that I'm if I'm just like looking for somebody to fly. It's going to be very low. You just saw the name in 6700. No, he is. Out. Look, he's a name play. That is a name play. But when he's healthy, which he is now, he is a very good player. He was sixth here back in 2018 when he was healthy. Uh, so I do like some Kevin Chapel. That's a, that's a flyer play. I don't I don't need anybody chirping at me because I didn't throw any stats behind it and whatever else. He did have a 50 <laughs> a 59 in the fall, by the way. Uh, but hey, uh, a, a viewer on YouTube, um, Josh. No, wait a minute. Who was it? Zach asked a good question. Who's your seven K bonus play that you you said you were going to mention that I didn't mention? You were going to see if I if I said him, and then I I don't know if I did or not. Oh, you got a seven K bonus play. I do. Yes. Uh, let me. That was off the wall. You said. Let me find him. Hang on. I mean, I I, I know who it is, but I want to find what. Oh, okay. So he's missed this. This he's missed the cut twice here. He's only played here twice, so that's that's a good start. Um, but at yeah. seventy six hundred, Denny McCarthy. He is number one in this field in strokes game yeah. put, putting on Bermuda he, grass. He putt. Yep. yep. He is eighth in birdie or better percentage. He's twenty seventh in that proximity stat I mentioned. He has been in in pretty good recent form when you look at. Um, you know, he was eighth at the RSM Classic. Um, so I, I think he just he was just kind of a bonus guy that popped sort of last minute. Yeah, me. I mean, Denny McCarthy would be number one in this field strokes game putting on the kitchen floor. He really he's is a best, fantastic one of the best putters in the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Denny. I, 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 I was thinking your take would be a little more sizzling than that, but that's okay. We can, we can, that's a, kind of a tepid take, Sorry. if you ask that me. A, that was a tepid Has, take. Hashtag tepid take. Um, all right, well, for, I, I'm. There's a lot of agreement here. I mentioned Naismith. I meant you mentioned Harrington. I had him circled as well. I like Scott Harrington here. Um, I tell you what, I'll go. I'll go real deep here, and I'll I'll take you to a dude who finished 38th last week at the Sony. Before that, finished 23rd at the RSM, 41st at the OHL. He's a Corn Ferry grad, so he's obviously never played here before. Um, but he also checks the box in par five scoring. That is Chase Seifert at sixty three hundred dollars. He's also like two twenty five to one on my bookie. Chase Seifert, gain strokes, tee to green, 
last week like a madman. Gain strokes T to green the week uh, at the RSM. Um, before that, he is a, a, a scorer. He's a long hitter. He's $6,300 and trending nicely. So Chase Seifert's kind of my kind of Matt Naismith equivalent there. Uh, but then I don't know how you avoid at $6,400 old man Stricker. Mm. Like, how do you not play Steve Stricker here? It, it, 11th in strokes game putting on Bermuda surfaces. And shockingly, in this field, if you look over the last 100 rounds, strokes gained, strokes gained on par 5. Steve Stricker, 45th in the field. So just because he's a, he's a short knocker doesn't mean he can't score on par 5s. He hits those wedges. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a legend with the wedges. So uh, I think Stricker is a very interesting play. And if you look at the events that he does play in, I mean, he picks and chooses his spots. I mean, he, he doesn't have to play this week, but he, he picks and chooses. Um, you know, 22nd at the Memorial. Last week, last year, he went on quite the run in the summer. With 23rd at the Players, another Pete Dye design. 32nd, Charles Schwab. R.I.P., by the Jude. way, Pete Dye. Yeah, R.I.P. Pete Dye. 20th at the U.S. Open. Like, Steve Stricker has still got it in him, man. Like, the, the dude at $6,400, he's also 140 to 1 on my bookie. If Adam Long can win this golf tournament, like, Steve Stricker can win this golf tournament. I, I think Stricker is a very interesting play at 140 to 1. So, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out Seifert. You mentioned Harrington Stricker. We have agreement on Naismith. Um, yeah, so 6K guys, there you go. I mean, I don't know that I'm going to find myself in the 6K range a ton this week, uh, even though I do understand, you know, we mentioned, you know, everybody's guaranteed three rounds, so you can get kind of aggressive here. Um, and but, but we also mentioned, like, the, the top is not very good. You know, I, I mean, I, di- I did mention Sung J.M. I don't know how much of Sung J.M. I'm going to have, but I'm going to have plenty of lineups where I start with Charles Howell, Kevin Kisner, Scotty Scheffler, the 8K range where I like I mentioned Harmon, J.T. Poston. Like, I'm going to have plenty of those as well. And so I'm not going to go down to the 6K just because, but I do think that you can um, – but I, I don't feel like you're you're forced just because you get guaranteed three rounds in, in DraftKings tournaments. I don't think you're forced to do studs and duds. So um, so don't be afraid to go a little more balanced, but still find your leverage in that 8K, 7K range, and just you know go from there. So I like it. Yeah, y- you good? You know, last week's perfect DraftKings lineup would have been Cam Smith, Brennan Steele, Graham McDowell, who we mentioned, Webb Simpson, who I was on. I said you should fade JT and play Webb Simpson. Lato Griffin, who we were on. Ryan Palmer, who we were on. That lineup would have scored 612 DraftKings points, and you would have only spent $47,800, leaving some money on the table. Um there was a lot of drama at the Sony last week. You had, uh, man, I mean, you had JT, Patrick Reed, two guys, you know, for one and runner-up at the, at the Tournament of Champions the week before. Both missed the cut. Um, you had, uh, you know, you had the drama on 18 with Brendan Steele uh, having to wait forever because Ryan Palmer hit a shank out of the bunker and then <laughs> Steele's relief, and then you had the playoff, and it was, it was very interesting. Uh, a lot of drama on Sunday. I will say this. You and I had some sweats on Sunday. Um, here's the thing. If you are playing GPPs on DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever it is that you're playing them, here's what you need to know. <laughs> There's a lot you need to know. 
One of them. There's, there's, especially if you're in the hunt. For if the you big haven't money. learned the vi- the variance of this of this little game that we're playing called fantasy daily fantasy golf, it is insane. I was in first place in the two hundred dollars single entry after Saturday, uh, after Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, going into Sunday on the back nine, as the leaders made the turn on the back nine, I was in. The top three, very much in range of number one with plenty of holes left. And Colin Morikawa. Um, Sabatini, God, Knox. Morikawa. Sabatini, Jeff Knox, all just <laughs> Jeff decided. Knox. Or whatever. Russell, <laughs> Russell Knox. Knox. Yeah. Jeff Knox, local Augusta legend. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it all just went to the absolute crapper um shout out to marcus he just sent, he just sent us two dollars uh if i if i relentlessly make fun of pat for the next 30 seconds all right so first of all i mean literally he sent us two dollars through youtube thank you marcus wait how can you send, um, send money through youtube first of all marcus i don't know if you caught this earlier in the podcast but pat just learned today it is january what is today january 13th uh, 2020 years after our Lord and Savior Jesus, that you can expand the 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 stickers and gifts and text on Instagram stories. Just learn. In fact, today he calls me and goes, "Dude, guess what? We talked about or, this no, no, earlier. no, 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 no. We today about he, this whole thing earlier. In the today podcast. I know, but Marcus wasn't here for that. And, wait, but, wait, Mar- today, is this Marcus that I play golf with? No, no, no. This is Marcus Miklovich. Okay, Marcus. I was about to say um, this is Marcus that I play golf. He with just told, he told me he's like, guess what I. And I said, I said, Pat, you know you can expand the gifts and the stickers on YouTube. And he goes, what? And and I said, yeah, you can expand those just like you can, like, the hashtags and all that stuff. He's like, no way. Yeah, like, yeah. so, you know, Pat, poor Pat. Um, Pat was today years old, Zach Deaton says. Today years old when he learned that. Poor guy. Anyway, it was a tough back nine for yours truly uh, on Sunday. So if you're, if you're playing tournaments, just know that most people are losing money. Okay, so chin up, you know, Godspeed, do your thing, and uh, and get some ownership leverage. Enjoy enjoy the sweat though as it's happening. Enjoy the sweat. It, that's part of it. Um, you know, I was I was kind of the same way. I was going into the weekend after Friday. After Friday, I had a lot of guys that made the cut. I had a lot of six of six lineups. So I was pretty happy. Uh, I was up there in the top five in Pat Mayo's contest, which we do on a, on a weekly basis, and. Um, and then Saturday was a day that screwed me. So at least I kind of got like put out of my misery a little bit earlier than you did. I got put out, you know, on Saturday. Now I still had a good profitable week, mainly because of getting so many six of six lineups. But um, it is part of it. Really, is the sweat is fun, man. I mean, I I, I want to win a lot of money. I do, but I do enjoy the sweat. So it just happens. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. why um, PGA DFS is great. Yeah. Uh, other than that, the only other announcements before we get to the chunk and run is I did mention the junior junkies that would be coming out last week. I did not put that out last week for other circumstances that got in the way. I will definitely get it out this week. So when the junior junkies video hits your YouTube page, we really, 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 really need you to share it. Need you to watch the video, share it. You know, it's cute kids, so show it to your kids. If you don't have kids, that doesn't matter. Just press play and then go do something else while it plays. Um, we need that thing to go go viral. So there you go, Junior Junkies. There's some swag in the shop 
for the Junior Junkies. Also, there's some new swag coming to the shop very soon, and we have very limited sizes because we just gave away a bunch of it. Uh, so if you see it, you better jump on it. If you're, especially if you're like a medium or a large, you better jump on it. I will say that. Pat, let's get to the chunk and run. Uh, we've gone on long enough. Let's get to the chunk and run. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I want to start, though, with the run portion tonight, which is two new to you, so they don't have to be brand new to everybody, but two new to you things that you are that, that you're enjoying in your life right now. So two new to you things that you're enjoying in real life. Pat, what are those things for you, bud? No, I want you to do it first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, the first one is, you know, you could you could say I'm I'm pampering myself. You could maybe call me back in the day. Some would have called me a metrosexual. Um, but I am thoroughly at 36. Just just recently turned 36 years old. I'm thoroughly enjoying a regular as in monthly, massage and stretch from uh, Massage Envy, which is a national brand yes, that you can join. it is a brand, yeah. Yeah, yeah na- uh, I am getting a regular regular monthly massage and... <laughs> oh, Josh Kistler... <laughs> Josh Kistler on on uh, YouTube Live just said Pat's two new things are his Instagram and his weenie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kistler, when I ever see you in person, I can tell you something. You're taking one to the kisser. Anyway, go ahead, DB. Okay, and for for those of you on YouTube asking, including Bill Brower, no, uh, Massage Envy is an up is an upstanding corporate. Entity. It is and very, there is yeah, no it is, such I've, Asian, yeah, Asian extras. It may just in there. be in the it South, is. but it is a it's a chain type massage place. Yeah, no happy ending. I was going to no ask you endings. though because it is a chain. I mean, we're giving some free advertising here, but is it like legit? Like good, mas- good, good. It's massage very people? good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like I and I carry. A lot, I think I stress a lot because of you. Like I'm always having to babysit you all the time like i carry a lot of stress mm. up here you know mm-hmm. what i mean um and like they 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 know their stuff and the stretching i really underestimated the stretching what it would do for my body like how good it makes me feel and the, it's important it's very important. i've been stretching um, in the shower this year so far or the last like that is days. disgusting i don't even want to that the mental picture no, you the, the shower stretch let me tell you the shower stretch is very unbelievable as you get older the shower stretch is great just, I mean, Ugh. yeah. Oh, mm. It's like Are I was you, listening to the, I was listening to uh, PGA Tour Radio. They had the shark on. They had, uh, you know, Greg Norman, and and we've all, obviously, we've all seen him naked before because he was in the ESPN body issue. Uh, but he said that he likes to work out naked. Now I don't do that because I don't have my own workout Thank room God. that I can do yeah. that. But stretching, yeah. stretching in the shower has been a fantastic thing for me. I've just started that recently. So, anyway, go ahead. That's beside the subject. Are, are, well, when you have you ever had a massage? Yes. Uh huh. Do you are are you a uh, you know when they, when they tell you to like 
get undressed to your own comfort level. What's your comfort level? Uh, I'm not. I'm not completely. No, I've got like boxers on at least. I don't mind a no okay. shirt, but I've got like I've got yeah, at yeah. least some sort of coverage over the bottom level. Okay. Have you ever had any weird uh, massage experiences or encounters? Uh, no, because I really haven't had that many massages, so I can't really... Okay, say okay. All right, well, the second thing... Have you? I'm I mean, really... you just brought that up, have no. you? No. Okay, all right. So, no, I have, I, right. I, I, have, I have actually not. Okay. Um, I'll, let, I'll let everybody know when I do. The second thing that I'm really enjoying right now that's new to me, and I know I'm 36, and I'm going to get made fun of for this, but I'm just telling you, it's very entertaining... And I mentioned it kind of in our New Year's resolutions. It's TikTok. Like I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying TikTok. I, I laugh at TikTok videos. I think it's funny. I can't even figure I see, that thing out. I see a lot of funny things on there. Now I, I can't post on there. I don't know how to post. Um, well, I mean, I, I can, I can figure it out. I just don't. I feel a lot of pressure to post on TikTok because I'm not. I don't feel as creative as all those people. But I definitely get into TikTok. There is a tour junkies TikTok channel that i created that's my tiktok so you can follow us that'd be cool but i mean we're not doing anything on it but you can follow us. maybe we will it is a new year's resolution of mine to get pat to use tiktok um but i'm just telling you from a pure entertainment like consumer value there's a lot of value with tiktok um <laughs> zach says he goes on there to watch all the big titty thoughts <laughs> so yeah those are the two new to me things that i'm enjoying right now in life. Okay. All right. So for me, I've got to, I'll start. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so well, there's nobody else, and I just named two. So I'm going to start with an honorable mention because this is a New Year's resolution, which I didn't want it to be like the New Year's resolution thing being the thing I'm most enjoying like these days. So, but I do have to mention that uh, the reading book thing. Um, is is my, reading book the reading book thing. reading a book reading books <laughs> is my New Year's resolution and um, a good friend of mine recommended a book called Shantaram um, and I did not know when he recommended this book when that it was nine hundred pages or almost a thousand pages I mean it's like it's the it's it's the biggest book I've ever seen in my life. Like, I think it should count as two. I said I was going to read four this year. I think it should count as two. But it's a fantastic book. If you if you haven't read it, Shantaram so far, it's a great book. I love it. So that's been kind of cool. A new thing in my life that I've liked is uh, reading books. Um, but my two favorites right now, I got the Big Green Egg. I've been wanting a Big Green Egg for years to cook on. Uh, if you're not clear on what that is, Google it, whatever. But basically, everybody it's, knows what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's a it's a everybody it's a great knows. thing yeah. to cook on. So I've been cooking like crazy on my big green egg. I love it, and uh, just trying to find out new recipes. So by the way, shout out if you got any good recipes that are fantastic for yeah, you know, send them to me. <clears throat> DM us yeah. at tour underscore junkies. Get us on Instagram, whatever. I, I I'm up for that. And then another thing that I've discovered, and I don't know why. And this is cooking related as well. The Instapot. This freaking Instapot thing can do almost... I've it. heard a lot about that lately. I mean, it's incredible. Like, you just press a button and throw ingredients in there, and it, it's like you cook shit for hours. I mean, it's the, it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. 
I love the Instapot. Uh, tonight, I made white chicken chili in the Instapot. It was fantastic, and it took like, I mean, I just literally threw all the stuff in there and pressed the button. So, I, it's, you know, if, if you don't know me, you do, but uh, cooking is a big thing for me. So those are like two. Yeah, Pat's, Pat's a good cook. So Pat's those are two cook, huge things that have just, I mean, green egg, everybody, I mean, those have been around forever. Instapot, I don't know how long that thing's been around. It's, it's like a crock pot on steroids. So it's a pressure cooker and all kinds of stuff. And I, I love the Instapot. I literally feel like ever since I got one for Christmas, I've cooked on it like three out of seven nights yeah. a week. So there we're, you go. we're losing live viewers on YouTube, but we do have some agreement on the Instapot take. So good for you. That's it. Um, That's all I got. All right, move on. Yeah, I keep to... hearing about that. I keep hearing about that. I think I might need to get one. All right, let's, let's wrap this up with the chunk portion, which is, you know, you had – Patrick Reed, breaking news last week. Uh, Patrick Reed sent a cease and desist letter from his New York attorneys to Brandel Chambly's representatives, telling Brandel to stop talking about him and defaming him as a cheater, which is completely ridiculous and yet another horrible move from Patrick Reed's PR team, if, yeah, if there is such thing as a. Quite funny. <laughs> Very funny. So we thought, all right, if we were going to send a cease and desist letter to a PGA Tour professional, who would we send it to? Why would we send it to them? Now, Pat, I had a hard time landing on one PGA Tour professional to send a cease and desist letter to. So I have a few. Do you have one? Did you did you you go I to have one? one? Why don't you start? I have one. All right, why don't you start? Uh, my cease and desist letter is going to Jordan Spieth. And well, oh, I did not see this coming. And it is—I thought you were the Jordan Spieth apologist. Oh no! Well, that's where we're going. It is a letter to him to stop sucking. Like I don't care <laughs> what you have to do. I'm sending you a cease and desist letter. Stop sucking. Play well. Prove all these other people that hate on Jordan Spieth wrong. Do some. Do something in these golf tournaments and whatever and majors and so I I'm gonna send a cease and desist letter to to Jordan Spieth. Work harder on your game. I don't know. Just just okay. stop sucking. All right. Well, uh, I, I've got a few here and I'll I'll end I'll end with my most passionate cease and desist letter, and it's gonna be somebody you will never guess. I'm sending a cease and desist letter to. Uh, but I'll start with a few quote-unquote honorable mentions here. Uh, first of all, this is a fresh one. Brendan Steele, I would send a cease and desist letter on him to just cease and desist swinging the golf club because I'm tired of fucking looking at it. it is, it's you just are so triggered by his swing. It, I'm so triggered. I hated it. I don't like watching him swing the golf club. Just stop swinging. Either stop, quit the game altogether and do something else or change your golf swing. That's what I would do. Uh, next, I'm going to send a cease and desist letter to two people uh, who I, I believe are fashion violations. Brian Gay is one. Uh, Brian Gay, I would send a cease and desist letter for you to stop dressing like it is 2005. He is egregious with his outfit selection. I don't know who's dressing him. I don't think his sponsors are big enough to care about what's happening with Brian Gay, but I'm tired of, of seeing the Brian Gay apparel on on uh, on, on the internet when I when he that's the only time he gets any any playing time is if you have like a, a 
PGA Tour Live subscription. But stop it. Along those lines, a guy who I, I've been picking lately, Rory Sabatini. The shirts that he was wearing this week that had they were like white with the blue it looked like it looked like blue Gatorade spilled down the middle of his shirt. And then when you add to that the excessive accessories that he has, the bracelets, the wrist tattoos, the shark tooth necklace. I mean, I swear to you, he's in his forties and he has a shark tooth necklace. I swear to you. Rory Sabatini. He needs to stop. Um, Scott Stallings. I, I like Scott Stallings. A friend of the podcast. Been on the show. But I'm tired of the body shaming. You know what I mean? Like, it, at this point, it's bullying. If you that follow is, Scott on Instagram. That is so Instagram, funny that you said that. Literally, that was one of them that popped in my head was, like, Scott Stallings <laughs> on Instagram. Like, I love the guy. Stop. But you're, 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 ki- everybody, you're making everybody you're feel bad. Nobody feels good watching that shit. Nobody feels good. I've actually lost weight recently. And you've been and doing good, like yeah. Garbage when I look at Scott Stoll. He's got veins on veins. He's got like 4% body fat. And, and, and the thing is, it's, like, it's not like he came on tour being a stud. He came on tour being a porker. And now he's this. Like, and so I follow him, and he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's showing me his screenshots and he, of I his workout. I can't believe you said that. I was thinking the exact The same. veins. Like, I, I can't. If I see another vein on Instagram, I'm going to kill someone. Like, cease and desist, Scott. Like, just just stop. Okay? Show us an You're, Instagram video of you, you know, eating a big fat burger for once. And then, like, yeah. go then go on with the other stuff. Break it Show up a little bit. Show us your cheat day. Can we yeah. please see your Let's cheat day? Let's see the for cheat day. the love of God. Can yeah. I see a cheat day? Can you swing by a Five Guys tomorrow? Maybe. Um, all right, I got one more before I get to the big payoff. Uh, Matt Jones. I would send a cease and desist letter to Matt Jones, and I would say you need to cease and desist not posting more pictures of your wife because <laughs> that is unacceptable. You know, I mean, like. Matt, you should feel more secure, okay? Like, be more secure in who you are and where you are and just give the people what they're asking for, okay? Just cease and desist not posting more pictures of your wife, okay? Finally, the one that I feel the most passionate about, a.k.a. the one that I'm dead-ass serious about, okay? Um, We might catch some heat on this because this guy's very active on social media and... Uh, he is he there's he's you know maybe he's a nice guy I don't know we've actually interacted with him before and walked away when he walked away we looked at each other and we're like that guy's a tool because he barely spoke to any I don't know I would send a cease and desist letter for a number of things to Zach Blair I, I think you should just cease and desist and then just like make him become like like he can't leave his house. Zach Blair, and if he yeah. ever mentions the Butt Club ever again, the fucking Butt Club. If he mentions the if Butt I Club, have to, the government should find his ass and like take him to jail because it's, the butt it's like a Ponzi scheme. I mean, I think it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a it is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, you have it. He probably has investors in the yeah. Butt Club, and 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 they're sitting all, there like, when is this thing opening? Because we put thousands of dollars into the Butt Club. Yeah. It, yeah, it's gonna open when skating rinks are popular again. I don't know, but I, I am tired of hearing of the Buck Club. 
First of all, why would you name it the Butt Club? Because all it ever sounds like is Butt Club. Okay, first of all, that's what it sounds like is b the Butt Club. Second of all, no one cares about your mythological World of Warcraft golf course that you're not going to build. Like, that thing is never getting off the damn ground. Yet, you are scheming, I don't know how many people, out of your merch on the Buck Club, Buck Club, and I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, I hate the Buck Club. You need to get a, you need to spend the money that you are spending on the Buck Club marketing and, and apparel line that's, that's never going to happen. You need to spend that money on, first of all, a haircut, because your hair is ridiculous, first of all. Second of all, if you could buy a personality, that would be another good investment, but you can't. So take that money and spend it on taking your wife on a date, maybe. Like, I can't even, I actually had to research that he has a wife. He is actually married. So he's got a wife. Um, so take her on a lovely date. Take her to a nice dinner, maybe some chicken. Um, and quit talking about the damn buck club that nobody's going to be a member of. There's just going to be thousands of hats on Goodwill 20 years from now from people that got suckered into buying <laughs> Buck Club swag. God, uh. Zach Blair, cease and desist. Just stop it. We interacted with him at the web event, and I, like, of all the guys we interacted with, like, talk about a guy that had the personality of this pin. Yeah. And he's, and he's making money on people buying Buck Club merch. I agree. Give me a break. Yeah, that was a good take. You did really well in that category. Good job, DB. Thank I you. just want Jordan Spieth to play better. <laughs> so, that's all I care about. <laughs> that's lame. Uh, all right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Tour Junkies podcast this week. We appreciate you guys. Y'all are the best ever. We will be back next week for the – is it the Farmers next week? Is Tiger back yeah, next farmers. week? Yeah, Farmers. Tiger's back at Torrey Pines. So. <laughs> That's going to be electric. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thanks for uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Be sure and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Mayor Screens be green, folks. See ya!